Hello and welcome to Blaze Pod. It is Wednesday, the 10th of November. My name is Ben and I am very pleased to be joined, as always, by Andrew. How's it going, Paul? All right, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Um, maybe I'm good because, unlike you, I did not see any of the Blackburn game this weekend. So I just want to get this in up front. Like, if you. Uh, if you listen to this podcast and you're like, why the hell would I want to listen to somebody who didn't even watch the game talk about the game? Well, I'm not going to talk about the game. You're going to talk about the game. We're going to do that quickly. Thanks for that, mate. Cheers yeah. for driving. <laughs> Take you on for the team. Um, yeah. We're going to do that up front. Um, but the, I think the bulk of this podcast is a, uh, a little exercise that I set where we're basically going to rank the entire first team squad uh player by player draft style in order of um going from i think probably most important to keep and try and build around to the future right down to please get rid of this player as quickly as possible yeah. because uh maybe this will act as a, a little segue into your thoughts on the blackburn game um i think it's become more and more apparent that the end of the road has long been reached for a lot of this squad and that's yeah. probably what that exercise is going to tell us but let us let's talk blackburn first um as i said i uh family commitment i, I missed this game um and it looks like i played a blinder in doing so i have seen the you highlights did. you were the best player in the park by not being there <laughs> talk um, to me i i said to you after the game and i thought maybe i'm being a bit over emotional after a defeat i think that's the worst i've seen as live since the Atkins era. People are pointing to that South End 3-0. We were better in that game in the second half than we were at any point, I thought, in this in this game. I thought we were absolutely dreadful. And I mean, like, I, I stuck up for this team on even when we've lost. I said, oh, you know, a little bit here and a little bit there. And, you know, we, that, that game could have been different. We were, we were a disgrace. That were an unacceptable performance. And it's not often I've said that since we've been doing this podcast. Um, did, I think... I don't know. I just felt like we were going through the motions. Um, we got that early goal. Team had just lost 7-1. I mean, I kept, I said all week, which shows how much I know, if we get an early goal, their heads will go. And, you know, we could probably move. And obviously the opposite happened. We got an early goal and we sort of played all right for five minutes Then thought, that's us done. That's us done for today. We've done this now. Yeah, it was dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. And there were some performances that were up there with... Some of the worst individual performances I've seen for a long time, to be honest. Uh, it was just, it were it, obviously playoff defeats and stuff like that. You go away, your class is worst away days and things like that. Purely like what happened on the pitch, I can't think of a, a a more depressing away day off the top of my head that I've had because the crowd were silent, everyone were arguing with each other. It were lobbing it down with rain. Blackburn's not a great place. And then the team put in that performance. So, you know, I've been to Blackburn a couple of times before and it, it's certainly not Blackburn's fault. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it would it were dreadful. And I think if you'd have been watching it at home, you might have even been more mad than me going because at least we had a couple of drinks and stuff and had a good day, like, overall. But, yeah, I, I, I God knows what it looked like for people watching on, on streams because it's maddening enough and... Yeah, it was dreadful. It was it were absolutely dreadful. So what happened then in terms of um you know, you get get that early goal uh and you, I've I've only watched the highlights and um uh, <laughs> looked at the stats which which looks like a very deserving win for Blackburn just looking at those. Um Yeah. I mean, did he, did we just, you know, did we never have any sort of uh, foothold in the game? We just happened no, to no, score in the first no, couple no, of minutes, not, not at all. We, they, like I said, we scored and we looked all right for a couple of minutes. And then they just slowly got 
they're not a good side, but they slowly got hold of the game and just sort of, we couldn't, we, we, at times we couldn't get the ball off them, we certainly couldn't start a move or anything like that. We were so slow in possession. They should have had a penalty before they got the equaliser. To be honest, I missed the equaliser because it was, it was so obviously coming. And I said, <laughs> we'll try and miss the cues and get a drink. And then as soon as we like, basically got to the top of the stairs, you had a cheer or, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And everyone sort of, yeah, it's 1-1. One, one. Like, no one was surprised. People who were at the bar say, well, yeah, that's why we came to the bar. Because <laughs> you know I mean? it was so obviously happening. And I think if you're having a terrible away day like that, I don't blame people for going to a bar, to be honest, because you, know, you may as well make the best of it. Mm. And then the second half, they just could have scored every time they went forward. Like every, we would again. We had more possession, and we were passing it around side to side. We had a couple of chances, to be fair. Billy Sharp could have put us two one up. I still don't personally think that would have changed the game. I've seen some people say, "Oh, if you get to that one in," no, we were just an absolute mess at the back again, and they were breaking every single time they got the ball. They were up front within like two or three passes, which is something that we never do, obviously. Mm. And they, were just, they just destroyed us, absolutely destroyed. And as I said, and I'm not saying this in any bitterness, I think I think they're a really average side. I'll be, you know, I don't think they'll get in playoffs or anything like that. I think this is, we've just basically been destroyed by a side that'll probably finish about 10th or 11th. Yeah, and it, it looks and sounds like uh, 3-1 was quite kind to us in the end. Is that is that fair? I think so. I think... On chances, because we, we did it at the bar and Moose, they should have scored. Like, all yeah. oh, that were all the same move. I think possibly 6-7-3, realistically on paper, would have been a... <laughs> a realistic I think that could have happened. Yeah, right. that, yeah that, honestly, that could have happened. Because, like I said, they should have had a penalty. They had a couple... Olsen did make a good save, in fairness to him. Uh, I think that was 3-1. He got very ironic cheers from, uh, from our fans. They had a couple of other chances as well. Um... They, they had a goal disallow, which could have been onside and stuff like that. And then we had two chances, like I said, the Billy Sharp one and the Moose one, where and then Gibbs White followed it up in at the bar. But I, I have no doubt that if we'd have got a goal and gone two one up, or even to three two or two two, they'd have just gone up to the end and scored. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I've seen this in loads of games at them, like uh, so far this season. But our, our last kind of ten minutes, it feels like if we're if we're behind, it's pretty rare that we. Like press for a, mm. a an equaliser. I mean, I'm thinking the Stoke game. We obviously did it, although that kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? The yeah, it, did, it wasn't yeah. like it was at the end of a spell of pressure. And then there's these other games like Blackpool, for example, where it's just drifted away from us. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have too much confidence. I, I'm not as worried as as some. I guess a lot of people were about going behind, like conceding the first goal, but. Mm. I do feel if we're a goal down with like ten minutes left, the game's kind of over. We just don't... yeah, and that after that Moose chance, someone might someone might bring something up that I forgot. I don't think we created anything. We had a, a cross where Moose probably should have done, got his head on it. He, he didn't get anything on it, and that were it mm. for a team three one down. It, it was just you know very Blackpool vibes. I think yeah, which is worrying because it comes that you know that's. Uh mentality it's skill yeah. it's coaching it's you know it's the the trifecta of stuff that you would hope we'd be better at but um we we're clearly not and uh it's the it's the most sort of i think it's the most despondent i've felt for a while about united right now because i think after the blackpool game i, I think i said on here in my head that's it playoffs are not going to happen this season it's just going to be a frustrating season after that game i don't i still don't think we'll go down but I'm definitely looking that way rather than up, and that's how bad that performance was. If we put in more performances like that, we're, we are going to lose miles more games than we win, and we are going to be at the end of the table. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not sort of being knee-jerk and saying 
Oh, that's it. I've looked at a stat today. We've won 16 out of our last 66 matches. <laughs> that's not Wait, very many, is it? It's it so bad. That, that, is like, I, I bet that must be up there with the worst in the country over the last two seasons. Um, and, yeah, and I, I, like I said, I still don't think we'll go down because I think teams are getting points knocked off. I do think we're probably still a bit of a, enough talent to get away from likes of Peterborough and Hall and play, uh, teams like that. But I do worry because these players are as we'll come on to, are going to be here for a long time unless we can get rid of them. And they are gone. I think that's pretty certain. And I think everyone's coming towards that conclusion now. I, th- I think, you know, people who may have been a bit, ah, oh, something they can get together. I think they're a very sort of minority voice now. I think the, everyone, I listed four blades on Friday. I think it was whenever they put their thing out. And they were basically just saying what we're saying and what Tufty Club are saying and what Shore and View are saying, what Sheffield United Waste, everyone's saying the same stuff. And, I think everyone's on the same in sheet that they need to clear out. So how many games have we played now? Do you know off the top of your head? Is it like 17? 17. 17. That's a pretty yeah. big body of evidence now, isn't yeah. it, of how this squad is going to perform at championship level. And, uh, yeah, as, we, as we're going to get on to uh, in the next part, mm. uh, most of them are getting on very well and don't look like returning to anything like previous versions of themselves no I've, I've, I've purposely held off from individual players but we'll come on to obviously with this list that we're doing but yeah yeah i think we all i mean before i'll just sort of jump ahead slightly but as i came to do this list i was like that got me even more depressed <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> easy was like, it actually it, it was like just sort of oh my god you know what I mean? Because like, obviously what we're going to do is rank them in, in order of what we'd like to keep. And I've tried to be realistic in terms of, right, they're on big wages, they might be a good player, so let them go, whatever. But I'm really looking at the list, and I got to about two, three players, and I thought, yeah, the rest of you can go for me. <laughs> yeah, I think I got to three before I was like actually doubting myself. Like, really? Yeah. Does this person really deserve to be this high? Um, but yes, jump, we're jumping ahead a little bit there. I've got one, one more thing. I take it you've got no other Blackburn-specific thoughts you want to uh, reference? No, like I say, it was, it was up there with one of my worst away experiences, which people who didn't go might, or people who didn't watch the game like yourself maybe might think, oh, it's going a bit over the top. I think everyone who were there will probably agree with me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you certainly don't seem like you're going out on a limb there, to be honest, from uh, no. from what I have seen. Um, still got my tickets for, for Reading away, I will say. Oh, um, yes, yeah, yeah. You, you're lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, it's, it's, full disclosure, that's partly motivated by the opportunity to, uh, to have a few drinks with my brother, who I think I've seen twice in the last 18 months because he moved down south before the pandemic yeah. and well my advice lazy. is go to the bar after about 20 minutes because when we went down we thought we'd be easily get enough time i think they closed like half an hour or whatever and we we're at the bar they were absolutely packed because everyone had the same idea <laughs> like this is rubbish let's get a drink <laughs> something tells me there's not going to be 4,700 sheffield united fans at reading on a yes. tuesday night in late november well, i went to the last time we played them which would have been our last Ooh. away game before the lockdown and we won, and we were obviously on a high in terms of the team, and it, it were a poor away day then, to be honest. So. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we're getting we're like three weeks in the future here, but uh, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen United win at Reading. I think I've been like four or five times, but they used to be our bogey team, didn't they? And now they're just another team. Anyway, that is that is a yeah. story for another day. Um, <laughs> I've got one more one more thing before we move on to the slightly more fun part of this podcast, I suppose. This stung more than seeing that we'd lost 3-1 to Blackburn. 
you probably know what I'm going to say. Chris Wilder is back in management at Middlesbrough. Oh, it may this is terrible for us. For this hurts. <laughs> this really. This this hurt far more than I expected it yeah. to. Yeah. Um, talk to me about your reaction to this. I've tried to avoid it. I have to admit, it's horrible seeing him there. I think that the the problem is is that we know the state we're in, and we know it's very very likely he's, he is a whatever people think about how he finished off with us, and I I do think he has to take some of the blame to what what's happening now. Personally, people other people don't. That's just my opinion with the signings and the contracts given out and stuff like that. He is obviously a, a really, really, really good manager. And you cannot... I, I don't understand. I can't get my head around this sort of position that two sets of fans have got into, the extremists of like, he's, he's left us in the lurch, what's he doing? And then the other people who were saying sort of, he never did anything wrong. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I think the majority of fans are in the middle where they, we realise he made mistakes, but we also realise how what he did. You can't take away... You'd look an idiot if, you, if you're going to say it was terrible for us and all this. The reason we're in the championship at all is because of Wilder. Mm. You know, it's not... He may have wasted money, but it's not... You know, the fact that we we had those years is solely down to Wilder. There's no other... Any other manager would not have been able to do that, I don't think, with us. The way it happened with the momentum and everything like that and the connection of the fans. So to see that, all that sort of it brings it brought back those memories of him sort of starting with us and that journey we went on and in like Middlesbrough you know you, you can't help thinking they're on the start of a similar journey oh, what <laughs> just uh, this uh, I can't I can't believe how much this hit me it's like oh no I don't I think we, we talked about it in pre-season didn't we, we were like, when it looked like he might be the West Brom manager we were saying you know how how awful that's going to be that he's you know probably going to you know, take over a promotion favourite and get them promoted and who knows what we're going to do this season. To think that he's going to come to uh, the lane on on New Year's Day uh, and who knows what state we're going to be in at that point. I imagine, I mean, Middlesbrough are already higher up the table than us, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. They've already beaten us. They're probably already better than us. Like, well, they're almost certainly better than us at the minute. I, I... Feel free to refuse to answer this, but deep down, would you? What would make you feel worse if Wilder takes Middlesbrough to promotion this season, or he has a bad time of it and you know ends up getting sacked in like eight months or something? This is so difficult because for the man and everything that he did, I really want him to do well because I think he, I think he really suffered in that last season. I think you could vis- visibly see sort of a great man for us really struggled with what were happening and, and everything with the lockdown and everything for him I'd love that to get that redemption story from our point of view in a purely selfish Sheffield United view I think it'd be the best thing by far for us if he miserably failed simply because our fans can't then say look at Wilder across the road which is inevitably going to happen so mm-hmm. purely for Sheffield United re- for personal reasons I hope he does well Sheffield United reasons I hope he doesn't win a game <laughs> yeah I, th- I think you've 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 nailed it. I, I, I've, I'm going to really struggle if Middlesbrough do well, which is, is uh, and, and struggle's the, the right word for me to use there because I'm going to be massively conflicted because, yeah. <laughs> you know, we owe this guy so much. I really do want him to do yeah, well. I don't I just... want him to see him do bad. I don't want him to see him do bad, but from pure Sheffield United reasons, <clears throat> the worst thing in terms of our already divided fan base, and like I said, there's, I think there's two extremes on either side. I think the majority are in the middle where they can accept that he made some mistakes, but I can also... Lord him and massively appreciate what he did for us. 
Um, I think you know that those that I imagine that middle ground will be the same as same as us in that they want him to do well for him because you know for everything he did for us. But we all know what's going to come. We all know if it's every week we lose, which is most weeks, <laughs> uh, and Middlesbrough win, we're going to have the old arguments probably on the on the stands and you know certainly on Twitter of like. Look at Wilder, you know what I mean? Because everyone likes to create something black and white. It's not black and white. I still think that we'd be in this position if Wilder was still in charge, personally. Again, people have different opinions. I think the team has just run its course. And Wilder probably knew that himself. I've said it before, that he probably knew he's got the, the very, very best that these players are ever going to get. And he's so hard to motivate him again when you've hit those heights. And mm. I think it was best for Wilder to walk, actually. I think in hindsight, you look at it now, I think he's got himself... a. A really stable club with nowhere near as much expectations as, as us this season mm. when it started, but with a really good chairman, a decent amount of money. I think it's a really good move for him, and I think it's probably the best thing for him to get out. Whether he resigned or whatever he did, I don't know. I'm not really bothered anymore to, to be honest about that. But I think for him, it's a really good move, and I think it's for us, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, I, I think deep down, I was really hoping that he would just be the next Alan Kerbishley, I guess. I just say he'd just become a yeah. media personality for the rest of his I wanted career. him to go to Celtic. My idea oh, was like, yeah, just go to Celtic. Get out of my way. <laughs> How old is Wilder? I must be like mid-50s or something, right? Yeah. He's, uh, 54, okay. So he's, yeah. he's, not, he's not a young manager anymore. But yeah, it, it was pretty unrealistic to think that that would have been his last job, Sheffield United, I suppose. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was, it's a real bummer seeing that. And you're right, you're right, we will. I'll, I'll be doing it, I'll be looking at Middlesbrough's result every every half-time, every full-time for, yeah, of course you will. for yeah. as and long it, as we're not amazing, basically. The only reason I want him to fail is because of our our fans, if that makes sense, mm. and the and the, the backlash that's going to happen if he starts doing really well. To to get against their own club because that's that's just we've seen it already and he hadn't even played a game yet. So. <laughs> I know, and oh, it just looks so. It just looks wrong, doesn't it? It does look wrong. Yeah, yeah. and you've it, been to Middlesbrough, aren't you? And you've told me that not a great place. So. <laughs> not, not great. Yeah, not great at all. Uh, but I suppose, yeah, I, I guess taking the personal side out of it, I obviously hope he does well. Just as a thank you for. Uh, yeah, what he, what he gave to us, I suppose. But yeah, if if Middlesbrough could just lose every week, then that would also make me happy, I suppose. Oh, yeah. total, total internal conflict. Right, anything yeah. else you want to say about Wilder and Nil? Or uh, you want to just pretend that doesn't exist for now? Yeah, I will not be... I, I saw his press conference yesterday like we're on and I thought, I will not be watching that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just pretending it doesn't exist until uh, 12.30 on New Year's Day, I suppose, so... Yeah, at least we've played them once already this season. Imagine if it was his first game or something. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't need to we don't need to invent stuff, bad stuff that hasn't happened. Um, yeah. Okay, let's let's take uh, one very quick break, and then we're going to get stuck into ranking the Sheffield United first team squad. Yippee! Hello, dear Blades Pod listener. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast, and thank you for taking the time to let me tell you about NordVPN, a fast and secure service that I use to significantly boost my online privacy and security. NordVPN encrypts my traffic on web and mobile, so I never have to worry about unsecure websites or apps. Really handy for me when I'm working on the move, which I like to do a lot. It also makes it incredibly easy for me to switch my virtual location with just a single click, meaning I can access streaming platforms that are not available in the UK, like Netflix overseas, various other things as well. I'm sure if you're uh, an online person who is into streaming, you know what I'm talking about, certain things that are not available in the UK. 
NordVPN have an offer for, a special offer, I should say, for BladesPod listeners. All you have to do is head to nordvpn.com slash bladespod or use the code bladespod to get 73% off your plan plus a bonus gift. So that is nordvpn.com slash bladespod or use the code bladespod when you sign up. Uh, It is a limited time offer. It works out about the cost of a cup of coffee every month for premium cybersecurity, so I very much do recommend it. Uh, NordVPN.com slash BlazePod. Now back to the podcast. And we're back. And uh, yeah, let me me set this up so that we and anyone listening is clear on what we're doing here. So I asked you to rank the squad player by player, uh, in terms of, uh, like, on a sliding scale, uh, starting with players that you would most like to keep to build around, sliding down through players who you're kind of okay with selling if we get a decent enough mm. offer for, right down to players where it's kind of just just take the loss, get rid of them as soon as possible. Like, the fact that they're even here is a, you know, is theoretically blocking the way for someone who would be cheaper who could do at least as good a job or you know you just think they're a toxic influence or whatever so yeah that's how we're going to rank them it's it's starting at the top is players to keep and build around for the future right down at the bottom is please get rid of this player as quickly as possible yeah and Um, like i said i'd like to say these are not my favorite players in order or anything like that i have tried to be unbelievably sort of I've, I've genuinely thought about this for 24 hours almost straight yesterday when you when you proposed it. Uh, I was at work thinking about it, then I got down like on my laptop, started writing a few notes, and like I said, these are not my favourite players or anything like that. These are players that I, I'm, t- I'm trying to think about the long term mm. sort of future of the club. So just don't start getting mad if you know I've got rubbish players or players who are probably better. But yeah, yeah it's. Same, same here. It's not, uh, it's not my favorite players. It's not in order of who I think is the best player. Um, it's looking to the future because clearly, as as you know, it's quite widespread conversation. I was somewhat frustrated to see most local media outlets doing a, a similar kind of angle yeah, on the Nathan, list there is this week. Nathan Hemingway, I was calling that. Uh, Nathan <laughs> Hemingham, uh, uh, nicking your, your your idea <laughs> before, before I'd even put it out into the public domain. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Ha- no, he hasn't hacked my computer. Seeing as, uh, <laughs> seeing as one of the sponsors of this podcast is uh, security related. So maybe I should slip that into the advert, actually. That <laughs> Nathan, protecting nefarious people like Nathan Hemingham from uh, nicking my ideas from my computer. What on earth am I talking about? Let's, let's move on. Um, let's carry on. Come on. Let's carry on. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I kind of mentioned those sort of tiers there of like build around, self of value, take the mm. loss and get rid of. Let's not say up front where we'd kind of draw the line between those categories. I'm sure we'll get onto it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do it draft style. So uh, you you pick a player, I pick a player, and once they've been selected, they're, they're off the board, if you like. And then and, we uh, work his way down from top to bottom, yeah? Correct, yes. Uh, and one final note. We're going to exclude players like uh, Morgan Gibbs-White and Robin Olsen, who are on loan and I don't think they're realistic that they will sign no. for us. Um, Just Olsen. on Olsen, I'd, I'd, if possible, hmm. I'd probably send him back in January if we could because I think he'll be on big wages and he's obviously not performing um, and I don't see the point. He, he were awful again on, on Saturday and I, I still think, look, Ramsdale were awful last season. I still don't think he's as bad as the display suggests and I don't, I personally don't buy all this sort of uh, he's not. He don't care or anything like that. I think he's having a really bad time in front of a really. But but he is costing us a lot of money on loan. I think you could probably get a cheaper loan keeper. Hmm. 
But that's yeah. just me. That's starting off with straight off a negative off the bat about what we're not even talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. Uh, so Gibbs, White and Olsen, I'm excluding. Uh, we're excluding Regan Slater, who, you know, I, I think it was pretty um, pretty widely known was going to be sold in the summer before... Uh, He's only played one game for us in the league, I think, as well. And that was in 2018, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, going to leave out Brunt. Uh, well, basically, all the youngsters who haven't really cracked the first team in terms of league football yet. So uh, Brunt, Laparta, Hackford, for example, who've you know played games, but are uh, obviously... I think, yeah, I think we're talking about, like, got to play at least four or five senior league games, aren't we, we're talking... Uh, in terms of the youngsters, yeah, there's a few yeah. few players that we've signed this season who've, who've barely played. Yeah, of course, so far, who of course. Yeah. So we, we have got Jebison, for example. He, he does make the list, mm-hmm. uh, and players who were out on loan, like Max Lowe, for example, he yeah. also pops up in here. But youngsters, and also players that we can possibly sign, such as Hurahan, who's obviously on a free at the end of the season, which is a realistic signing, I think. Yeah, and Ben Davies as well, though. I and think Ben Davies as well, yeah. Even though he plays for Liverpool, probably would cost a fair bit of money. I'm pretty confident he'll be playing for a championship team next season. Yeah. So I would say that makes us a realistic destination if we wanted to sign him. Right, yeah. should, we, should we get started? Then there's no need to... Yeah. Um, I don't think we need to spend ages on each player. Um, you know, just a, a couple of moments just on yeah. why they are chosen, where they're chosen. And obviously, as we get into the middle, it becomes a bit more of a, a melange, if you will. Um, yeah. But yeah, do you, I'm going to be generous, mate, and let you have the first pick in our draft of the the player that you most want to keep and build around for the future for Sheffield United. Number one pick, go. I think it's obvious. I think it's NGI. I think he's got so much potential. He's still young. It's his first season. He's shown lots of potential. Exactly the sort of player that... I think if we're going to keep Slav, which I think we should, is the sort of player who would work in his system, as we've seen. He's the only person, only player that I'd be really genuinely angry if we sold. That is the absolute perfect way to put it, I think. And uh, that's also why I've got Njai, number one. He's under contract. He's young. Mm. I mean, his he could be like, he could be Gibbs White in two or three years. You know, that, could, yeah, that level of player. I think he, I think he's still naive. I don't think he's like sort of ready for the Premier League or anything. But mm. the way he's stepped straight into the Championship, I don't think you can overlook that and, and underestimate how difficult that is. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I know he's only got a couple of goals, but he's he's just so clearly more talented than most of our other players. Yeah. Um, he, I, I would absolutely have loved to have had a player like him last season, and and arguably yeah. the season before as well, when the yeah. you know when the side was at its peak, I suppose, you know, mm. pre-pandemic. Um, he, he, I'm I'm such a big fan of him. Uh, you know, not just, I guess not uh, not totally in terms of what he's done for us so far, but he's just so obvious how good he is and how good he. He's could an exciting become. player as well, mm. in a team of pretty. Dull players, I think it's yeah, fair yeah, to say. Yeah. In terms of like, gets gets you off your seat. He's one of the few, and like I say, he doesn't always produce. But his work rate is fantastic. And I, like I say, I'd be I'd be genuinely, genuinely angry if we sold. If he's the one we sold to try and make way for new players coming in. Yeah, it's not it's not <laughs> a flair flair player show pony at all, is it? He's got he's got the skill, but the work rate's there. Yeah, I'm I'm mm. really he is really the one success story of the season so far I yeah. think so yeah. yeah unanimous number one pick there um, and now it's going to get interesting because it does get harder from here it really does honestly when we were doing the list I put him down and I thought right I could leave it at that yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, I'm I'm not going to overthink this. I've got the next pick, number two. Even though he's old, I'm still going Billy Sharp as the oh, number two number two player here. Um, I had him at number six. Okay, so I've, I've, it's a bit of a reach for the draft, but yeah, he's not slowing down. Like I, I would be really frustrated if he's not playing for his next season. Yeah. You know, he got another assist on Saturday. We we should say by the way. Um, uh, Rian Brewster finally breaks his duck. He's obviously going to yeah. pop up on this list. So let's mm-hmm. talk about his goal uh, when we, when he does get drafted. Sharps, you know, he is our most creative player this season until other players on this list step up and show me that they yeah, can yeah, do yeah. more at this level. I think he deserves to sit at the top. He, he doesn't look like his fitness is declining or anything like that. He looks like he should be playing for his next season. So, uh, yeah, he's he is... Uh, this probably says more about the rest of the list yeah, than, yeah. than Sharp himself, but he has been excellent this season. Well, all I've, I've wrote a few notes down for each one. I'll just put, he's undoubtedly been one of our best players this season. He probably still is our best striker. Um, the only, I'd love him to sign a new deal on low wages. I definitely would like him here next season. Mm. If you can, I imagine he's on fairly biggish wages for championship level and he's 35. And he's out of contract, obviously, at the end of the season. This is how I've tried to look at it, of yeah. sort of, do I want Billy Sharp to sign on similar terms as he's got now? Probably not. I, don't, I think that long term is not a great idea. Would I love him to sign on a maybe a, I don't know, half or you know, 75% wages? Absolutely, because I still think he can do a job. Well, how would you feel if he leaves on a free transfer in the summer because we lowballed him? This, yeah, I, I, I'd be upset if he's not there. I really would be upset if he's there because I still think he can do something. But at the same time, if we're letting his wages go and we're going to use him to build a younger side, mm. I can see the I can see the logic in it. Yeah, he we, we get he's you know he's going to have to stop playing for us at some point, but uh, he's still good enough to be playing for us now. And uh, yeah, mm. he I think there's also value in him. Uh, educating our younger players if you like on uh, yeah. the art of being a goal scorer so I I have him as my uh, number two selection who's, fair who, dudes, yeah. who's at number three I've got Jebison and mm, wow. I'm not as sold as him and being the answer as others but for me he's low risk regards wages you think he can only improve he's scored, already scored as many goals as him at Bernie Brewster and Burke in the last 12 months <laughs> uh, for, for miles outlay, outlay and wages and fee and I think this is the thing we need to be doing now. I think it is a chance. As we're going through this list, it's incredible how many players over 30 we've got. Mm. And I think keeping Jebison, I'm not saying he should be straight in the first team or anything like that. And maybe even alone, but when talking about who I'd like to see in next season, I think playing Jebison around a couple of older heads, I think that will get fans excited. And I think the next couple of seasons, to be honest, are going to be pretty difficult for Sheffield United fans. I think we're probably going to do like what Stoke and Middlesbrough had to do in terms of rebuilding a side, you know, as the seasons are going on. Mm. And I think the likes of Njai and Jebison would give you excitement about what maybe could come in the future. So, yeah, low-risk wages, I I think he's someone you can work work on and work with. It's it's defensible. I've, I've got him a fair bit lower. I've got mm. him at uh, number 10 on my list. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with all the things you said there. I guess it's just... I don't know how good he is yet. Yeah, he's yeah, still yeah. still really young and hasn't. You know, he he did score a goal in the Premier League. Obviously, he's got a couple of goals at Burton, but he's not exactly destroying uh, League no, One no. at the moment. 
probably not quite championship level yet. He's well, only... this is the, I'm not sold on him. I know people's getting mm. back. He's the best player in the world. I don't think that. I just think it's the sort of player that we should be keeping, if mm-hmm. if anyone. I, I totally get that, and I would like to see him. Like right now, for example, if uh, I don't know, let's say January first was tomorrow, I mm-hmm. would rather see him get minutes than probably McBurney. I guess at the minute, Arguably. this is what this is what I mean. I think if you could, for instance, offload certain other players, we'll come on to. I would happily have Jebison as like the fourth choice striker next season, yeah. and sort of learning and coming in. And I don't think he should be going straight into the first team or anything like that. But he's the sort of play. You know, our what sixth choice striker must be on twenty grand a week or something like that. I think we can get this guy in his fourth choice striker on not even half that. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so he is the number three pick. At number four, I'm, oh, I really struggled from this point onwards, but I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go with John Egan here at number four. Mm. So my logic being, he's still a decent championship defender. I know he's not having a good season. He's yeah. not old. He's He's... Massively experienced, he's flexible in playing in it. I mean, relative to relative amounts of flexibility, but you know, he he was really good as part of a back three. He played as a, mm. in a back four for Brentford before that, um, and has struggled a bit in it this season, admittedly, after playing yeah, yeah. Uh, with multiple different goalkeepers and defensive partners. But yeah, I think he's. He, <laughs> This team's going to need a centre-back, and I think he's still the best one that we've got. Uh, yeah. And he has a pretty proven pedigree at championship level. Uh, I think if he was not here, we would have a problem replacing him, put it like that. When, you know, we already have a problem finding a partner for him, if you like. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't think he's having a good season, but I see him as, like, the least... Not the least, but one of the... Not an area of concern long-term. So, that's yeah. what uh, he's, he's next off the board for me. I am at number seven. He's had a torrid season, I think, but I do feel like he could get back to some form if a big. But the reason I've got him solid down, if a big came in for him, mm. I think let him go personally because I think again, decent wages, might need to move himself. I think it's mad. I think they said this on Four Blades. We were talking about twenty, thirty million a few years ago for this guy. Mm. Uh, there were like oh. sort of people saying we'd get twenty million for him, you know. I still think he can come good. I wonder if he needs a move. I wonder if he needs a fresh new start. But if we, I, I think we need to keep one of him or Davis, if you know, as the centre halves, but not both. I don't think they complement each other well at mm. all. I think if you're going to keep Egan, you need someone. I think Egan could still come good at this level. I, I certainly wouldn't. I, if we sold him to say, I don't know, Middlesbrough, for instance, I won't be surprised if he went on to have a fantastic career with them I just wondered you know I don't think he's working the with the players around him at the moment so and the reason I've got him so low is he's probably one of the few players who we could probably still attract a bid from um mm-hmm. but do I want him to go no if something came in for him a decent offer I think it would make sense yeah we're getting into that range of the list now already aren't we where yeah. it's like mm, probably wouldn't be turning down too much mm. money for some of these players uh who who's next off the board this is the fifth pick very similar to the one you've gone on George Baldock. Okay. I think he's I think he's been poor this season, really, really poor. But we need to get rid of one of Baldock and Bogle. We've got two right backs, both on high end championship wages, which is when you're struggling at the other end. Yeah. Is it's just nonsensical. And for me, despite his poor season, I think Baldock is the better of the two. Mm-hmm. I think he's still only twenty eight. We should get another three or four seasons out of him. I love his attitude and I think he can bounce back from his poor form. He has been poor. He he I've wanted him dropped. 
you know, this season because he's been that poor. I don't know. I don't think we can sell. I don't know. I think you've got to sell one of Baldock and Bogle. The reason I've got Baldock so high is because we've seen him do it pretty consistently for four seasons with us. Mm. I think he can get back to those. And then I think your right back position is pretty much sorted. Yeah, I... um... I, I had Bulldog about this sort of range as well, so mm. that's that's not a, a shocking one to me. Yeah, it, it, it just feels like a player, and, and I know I've been quite critical of him this season, but I, he is still a player that you just feel like you just pencil in for the next three or four seasons and just be like, yeah. here you go, here's a good championship right back. If we get promoted again, we might need to upgrade on him. Yeah. You know, if, if the formation requires... Um, uh, you know, uh, an all all out attack kind of right back that becomes a problem. We're yeah. not we're not good enough yet that we can do that. I don't think. I wanted that a couple of weeks ago with uh, I wanted Bogle in there. I think yeah, after yeah. the which one was it? Uh, it was one of the recent home games. It might have been uh, oh god, what was the one with uh, Millwall? I think was the yeah. one where, that that pained me the most. Um, it, was, it was terrible against Blackburn actually. Bogle. The thing is, I think we need to get rid of one of those. I think that should be a real genuine. I think that's a problem area in the sense that we've got two right backs on really high money none of them are performing mm. Bogle it seems can't play in a four so he just seems the obvious one if we saw if Bulldog's worth the more worth the most maybe sell him and keep Bogle but one of those two I think needs to go yeah that's fair enough and I, I have Bulldog higher than Bogle on my list I should yeah. say um, yeah. Although it took me a little bit of thinking on that one we'll get to Bogle I can see also. it I can see it. Bogle's obviously younger by far and he obviously mm-hmm. can Learn, I think, in a three-five-two, or or maybe even push further forward as a winger, it might work. But right now, we've got two high-end, high-end championship wages on two right backs. Yes, and you can only play one right back unless you're um, Gareth Southgate, and then you're just wedging, <laughs> wedging as many as possible. Uh, manager, we have to sort this team right out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're on to pick number six now, and I'm I'm really curious where uh, where this person falls on your list. But I'm going to go Sanderberg here. Oh, right. I had him actually in eleventh. Yeah, okay, see, I, I have Berg at number four, so I was very high on him. Um, so this is that there is no way Berger is not good at championship level. We've seen it already this season. He's he's just been injured. He, he was like the one decent player when the team was crap. I'd love to have dropped him into this team when uh, when the team is playing well. Basically, yeah, you yeah, know, have him yeah. instead of Norwood or something like that. He, he is the one midfielder with some dynamism in terms of being able to drive with the ball, you know, being difficult to tackle, actually impacting the game a bit. I, oh, it, I'm so frustrated by this injury. This is it, yeah. I, I've, I've written down, he's, I still think he can be really, really good for us. I still think he, <clears throat> if he played a full season, he'd possibly be our best player. I, I, I know people don't like him. I think he could do something, um, especially at this level. I think we've seen little flashes from him at this level. The reason I have him so low down is he's probably one of about five players who we might get a fee for. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess so. And if we need to build, a, I think he's the obvious one, just purely due to the fact he's barely played for us. But yeah, I completely take it. Everything I agree with everything you said about him. Yeah, just... I mean, this injury is going to have depressed his value even further to the point where it's like, is it actually worth selling him? Like, Would it not be better yeah. for, for him as well as us to... Well, not only see out this season, but probably start next season here as well. Um, I'd like I, it if we if he lines up next season. I think we'll have done well in the sense that we've kept him for this long, and you, if he can keep away from injuries, I think he's a real, real talent, yeah. uh, especially at this level. I just, I'm looking at that purely in the fact that if you can get, I don't know, ten million for him, 
is that worth selling with the position that we're in? I, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's sad, but it'd have to be, wouldn't it? I th- mm. from, from my point of view, where I'm sitting, I think it'd have to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've got him next. Who, who's next off your list? Ben Osborne. Um, okay. I, I know he's out of contract. I think if he took a wage cut, I think he's... We need to get the squad down. Obviously, we've got way too many players, and we're going to lose probably seven players at least on free transfers at the end of the season. I've always said about Osborne, first reserve, and that sounds like a back-end compliment. But the reason I keep him is for utility purposes. I think we need a smaller squad, which means players who can play in a few positions are invaluable, really. And Osborne's one of them. I don't want him to start. I think if he's a starter in the team next season, yeah, we're probably not going to be in the you know the top six or anything like that. But I think he can fill a few positions. And I think players like... And his work rate and everything. And he's had a decent season as well this season, in fairness to him. And yeah, I would like to keep him around the club. Yeah, definitely. I, I didn't realise he was out of contract at the end of this season. Um, I, I really hope we do keep him. Uh, you know, I, I, I get that the ceiling on him is not super high, but he's having a good season. As you said, there's there's value in having players like Ben Osborne in your squad. Yeah, he's one of the few that have stuck their hands up this season, and I think can say like I've done pretty much what you could have asked of me, maybe mm. slightly more. In fact, um, so yeah, I had him, I had him in my top ten as well. So very defensible pick at number seven. This, this, I, I really am getting into a uh, a muddle of players here, uh-huh. and this one, this one bothers me a little bit as where I've where I've picked him, but I'm going to be consistent with with what I've gone for initially. Yeah. I'll have a number eight. I'll have David McGoldrick. Oh, that's an interesting one. I've got him down at 16th. Yeah, see, yeah, I thought this might be one we diverge on quite a lot. I actually had him as number five, which feels super high now that we've got started. But he he sits here at number eight. He's not having an amazing season. He was phenomenal last season. Last season is not too far away. It's difficult to see where he fits into this team, but then it's difficult to see where a lot of players fit into this team (laughs) at the moment. Yeah, true. You could make an argument that maybe we need to adapt the way the the fit is for some of these players, and maybe McGoldrick's one we should be trying to get more out of. Uh, I'm not going to bang the drum too much on him, because I'm sure anyone who listens to this, even semi-regularly, knows how much of a fan I am. Uh, He's one of our few technical players, I think. I would... Yeah, I know he's getting towards the end of his career, I suppose, but he's, he's had a pretty good fitness record of late, the last couple of seasons. He's a player I wouldn't be too upset if they left if he left this season, but equally I would quite like to see him uh, as part of the squad next season and hopefully more involved this season as well. So I'll give him a goal trick at number eight. You've took the words out of my mouth what I've, what I've written in terms of his positives. Um, I still think he could offer something if the right system came along. I think the problem is, unless we change formation, which doesn't look like we're going to, the fact he's old, he's out, he's out of contract at the end of the season, he don't fit into the system. I think he's another obvious one to leave. He'll be on decent money, got a contract not so long ago. I like him. I love him. He's one of my favourite ever players. Um, but if we're going to continue playing the way we are, I just don't think he fits in. and I don't think you can have a wage that I, for a player who don't fit him. What, uh, what percentage chance do you think he will still be here next season? I think we're talking about fifteen percent. To be honest, I think unless he, yeah, I think unless unless he goes on a run in the team, which I can't, I don't see where he fits in because he's not Mm. a central striker. I suppose he could do the NGI role, which he's done a couple of times, where he's just played off off Billy Sharp, but he's barely featured, and I just, yeah, I get the feeling he's just not going to fit into to Slav's system. 
If Slav leaves, let's say Slav walks out tomorrow and we get another manager in, I think there's still a chance for him. But right now, I just can't see it. I, I'm going to say more 50-50, I think. I, I oh, really? See, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of assuming that he would take a, a, a one-year contract with us that isn't on massive money because I don't, don't see many other much demand for him at other clubs, to be honest. So, um, yeah, just I, I don't know. He's, he's one of these players that's... His reputation. He doesn't seem to be able to change his reputation outside of Sheffield United. Everyone still no, thinks of him no. as a journeyman striker, yeah. who you know, target man type player. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I, I'd say fifty-fifty. I think I think we could. Uh, it could be getting a new contract for, from us for maybe one year. Be surprised yeah. if it's more than that. Probably I'd like to see him again here next year, just because I like him. I just like, as I say, with the system and stuff. I just don't know if it's for the best. Indeed. Right. Pick number nine. Who you got? Right, Siri. Uh, what is it? Describe de- desperation. Um, <laughs> Jack O'Connell. Oof. Yeah, um, it's, it's I know tough, he's tough one to pick, but yeah, he's really on. difficult to put him. I know he's not going to come back the player that he was, and he's probably not even going to come back eighty percent of the player that he was. But if he does come back at all, I want him to come back with us mm. because there is still that. There's still that chance that there's a player in there who can. I don't think it will. And this is why I say I'm desperation. I'm look at you know. I don't know. I don't know how even long he's got left in his contract. To be completely honest with you, but I think another yeah, year. Yeah, I, I, I love the, the idea of success. Story. It's dreaming success story coming back in and being fantastic again. But yeah, I didn't really know where to put him, and you know, I would like him to stay and I would like him to come back. Yeah, so so what I'm just checking now. Uh, 2023 is uh, when his contract expires. Um, sorry, let me just bring up the spreadsheet again. Yeah, I, I had O'Connell quite a bit further down this list just because. I mean, we're going to be looking at like almost two years without football. I, I mean, yeah. and how how yeah. many players have come back from that in like the later part of the career? Oh, is he O'Connell? Is he 27? I, I've, do you know what? Until we did this list, I, I, it sounds awful. I'd, I'd sort of forgot he existed, to be honest, mm, in the sense so, of it. So did I. So, but like I say, but I, I had to rank him, and I didn't really know where to go with him because I, I don't want to say you get rid of him because it's not his fault he's being injured. Unlike some other players who have damaged their reputation, mm. he's just damaged his <laughs> whatever it is he's injured. So I, I do feel sorry for him, but yeah, I, did, I didn't really know where to put him, to be honest. Yeah, the similar. So I, I I bumped him well down the list, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I guess what you said there about um, you know if he does come back, you want it to be with us. That's I'm, yeah. I'm on board with that. So fair enough. Right, number ten. Uh, I'm going to go for a another injured central defender. I'm going to have Ben Davies here, mm. which is tricky, and I, I feel like I'm st- uh, on a. <laughs> An island that's getting smaller, an ice cap, if you will. An iceberg. I had him tenth as well, by the way. So. Okay, fair enough. So we, we, I was slightly higher, so slightly higher on my list. But mm. I'm on, a, I'm on a, a decreasing island of thinking that Ben Davis is good. Although he, he hasn't played the last couple of games when we've not been as good. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's more yeah. evidence that he's a good player. He's, he has a great pedigree at this level. He's not old. He's a left-footed centre-back. He can pass very well, which is what Jukanovic wants to do from the back. I think if we can get him for not much money, I think that makes absolute sense as a, a no-brainer. The, the the question mark is, doesn't seem to work as alongside John Egan. Or... This is what I've got, yeah. I, yeah. I, think, I, I think he's been our best defender, actually, um, this season. Mm. But unless we sign someone else instead of Egan, 
I don't think we're going to get the best from him. And seeing as Egan's our actual player, I don't <laughs> see the point in signing him. If Egan left, I'd happily have Ben Davis as our like, you know, a, a, a replacement signing alongside somebody else. Hmm. I think he's been better than Egan. It's just that we don't own him, and I don't see the point of paying money for someone who is he's, he's struggling to play it's alongside players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, fair enough. Uh, who next to number eleven? This is, I mean, this is a player I've criticised a lot on here. Uh, I've got Knight and Davis simply Ooh, because wow. another low risk player, average left back. Use him as a backup. I'm happy to keep him as a backup. See if he can improve. Mm. I don't think he should it should be first choice left. But he should probably be first choice left back now because of Stevens' performances. But going forward, I don't think he's a first choice left back for a team going for promotion. But I'm happy to keep him again. Low risk could get better just for a backup. This is how much I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. I had him quite a bit further down this list. I'm just, uh, I guess, I'm just not overly impressed with him so far. I don't think he's been terrible. And as no, you say, I'm, I'm the same, exactly the same. And this is where it's difficult. I imagine people going, "What? What did he pick this for?" And you'll say, "One. Well, why has he picked that ball?" As we go down, you might realise why these players are so high. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit take it or leave it for me. But I think uh, you know, in terms of um, how upset would I be if he left in January or whatever, I. Probably wouldn't bat an eyelid. No, too much. I wouldn't. I wouldn't at all. The only reason I've got him so high is because I think he's just a low risk sort of low wages backup he's young player as well. Like the, you know, yeah, and he's young the, and it's the, fine. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not. He's not the reason why we are we can't sign players. If you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and I think there is value in that once we get to this uh, this stage of of this exercise when we're down yeah. to pick number eleven. So yeah, I think that's uh, that's very defensible. He's he's played. He's played a lot of football for his age as well. You know, he's, he's yeah. gone, gone through the loan system. So, um, you know, I guess you could take that boat either way. You could say, well, he should have developed a bit more than he has done up to this point. Or yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a plus that, um, you know, you have a clearer idea of uh, well, where his career is. Stoke and Luton fans both, Luton fans really liked him. Stoke fans said he were decent mm. at, at this level. So he's probably underperformed a little bit for us like the rest of them, it probably doesn't help him that he's playing in an awful side. Mm. And again, like I say, it's purely the low risk. He's not impressed me, but he's young, he's here, you know, I'm happy to sort of try and let him develop and and push another first choice left back. Yeah. Well, talking of young players, I'm, I'm again, feel a bit odd about this one, but I'm going with an old player at number 12. I'm going to slot Basham in here. Same. We're in the same ballpark. Okay, cool. Got the same um, guy next, yeah. That makes me feel a lot better. So number 12, Chris Basham, uh, which means I've picked Basham ahead of uh, a lot of younger players, let's mm. just say. Mm. Basham, again, is mid-30s now. Uh, he doesn't look like he's physically declined that much, but also there's so much value to him as a, if nothing else, a utility player, like someone who can play in a three. Who can... You know what you're going to get, and you can't yeah. say that about all the other players. And he makes, as we talked after the Forest game, he makes me happy seeing him on the pitch. Like, yeah. and, and not many of this squad do that at the moment. So, yeah, that's that's all I'm going to say about Chris Basham, I think. That's why I'm, I'm going in at number 12. He's obviously reaching... He's reaching the end of his career, but yeah. you need a few veterans in your squad, particularly when they're you know able to perform at a pretty high level and play multiple positions as well. I'm sure he's not on masses of money. I'm sure he wouldn't command no. masses of money to stay here for much longer either. Uh, you know, ultimate professional, ultra fit. Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's a bit like um, 
a bit like Sharp, I suppose. I'd be really yeah. gutted if he left just on, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. on a on yeah, a fan if, level, if, if not was, a squad building level. If this were purely on, you know, the wilder factor of who's going to be a gut wrench when you see him playing for someone else, he's up there, probably number one or two. Yeah, I'd love sure. him to stay because I love him, but I think he's also an easy one to let go. His contract's up. He's thirty-three. He can't play in a two. It seems defensively, mm. it's a, such an obvious one to let go. But I love him so much that I don't want him to go. <laughs> you know what I mean as well. So, yeah, exactly. Right, unlucky thirteen. Who, who are you picking? This is where people turn off because he's <laughs> probably too high, maybe. But I've gone for Norwood. Uh... They're not a million miles off where I've got him. Go on. Do you know what? Call me mad. I wouldn't actually mind him staying compared to some others. I think we look far worse without him in the team. Mm. I've slagged him off a lot on here. He doesn't do enough. But he never hides. You know, he isn't a goal threat. He can't tackle. He barely creates anything. His corners are crap. (laughs) Apart from all that. But other than that. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, realistically, if someone came in for him, I'd sell him. I, I still think that he's a player who in a particular system, could still thrive in championship level. Mm. I think he could, maybe not at the top end anymore, maybe mid-table, but I think the better players around him who complement his game, he might still be able to offer us something. I don't think he'll be on wages anywhere near as high as other people because he was sort of being faded out of the first team when Wilder were here. Mm. Um, so I don't think he'll be commanding like a huge wage. But... I do want him to go in the sense that I think we need to replace him. But of all the other people who are problem players, if you like, in terms of the wages and everything like that, I think he's I think he's got more assets in a good side than the rest of them have. Yeah. Uh, I see what you're saying. So I, I have no other, uh, a few places lower than this in my list. But I, I just I, I don't see us becoming that good side no. quickly. Uh, and so... He, to an extent, is part of the problem because we need midfielders who can yeah. do more than he can do right now. And look, we're getting to the stage now where all yeah. these players are players that I would genuinely, if I found out tomorrow they'd gone, I'd be like, yeah, that's that's a start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. So, I'm not, you know, people might think, oh, God, you've got Norwood at number 13. That's so high. Well, wait till we see the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Right, moving on to 14. Uh, I'm going to put Rian Brewster here. Who interesting? I've got him higher than I thought. I mean, to be honest, I've got him at 18, but yeah, yeah. similar kind of region. Uh, he is an asset in terms of his age, in terms of his pedigree. He's come from Liverpool. He's still part of the under 21 squad. That is uh-huh. that is going to be worth something, you know, on the on the uh-huh. market for footballers. I'm sure people aren't knocking down. Uh, Slav's door to get the bids in at the moment, but no, 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 no. You know that shows he he does still have a reputation outside of uh, outside of Sheffield, if you like him. I imagine outside reputation. Sheffield United, he's got a reputation of someone who's having a bad time at a club, but his next club he'll start banging him in because I think mm. that's what you know. People, he's obviously got a huge reputation at youth level and stuff. I really like him. I really like Brewster. I think his work rate is phenomenal, really, and I don't think he's he. He feels sorry for himself and stuff. It, look, he's pretty, shown pretty much nothing since he's come in. And if someone comes in for him, we should 100% move him on. I think that's pretty fair. I think someone offers us five million. I know that's a massive... I think you've got to take that. But, cry in the corner. Bang my head up yeah, the I know, I know. <laughs> but there's far more players that I'd like to see go than him. And I still I still have this hope, and I don't know, it's based on nothing. <laughs> that he can stop banging in goals in as a as a as a full-on striker rather than the position. 
I don't think he can play the position he's playing. He, he, we'll talk about the goal of at the weekend. Phenomenal finish. Shows that, mm. you know, as a finisher, I think he is really, really good. The problem is outside of that, the, the off the ball, and especially with the position he's playing now, he had a poor game again, to be fair, against Blackburn, despite the goal. Right. Did he play on the wing again? Like, as part of the three he, he just basically disappeared after the goal, to be honest. Yeah. All right. I mean, the goal itself, you know, forget the finish, but I love the, the movement from him to yeah. get into space in the box, which is something that I've been really critical of him basically his whole time here. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he might kick on. I can't see it because the team's playing so poorly. But, yeah, I, I still think there might be something in there with him. And, and, and I'm not, I don't know what I'm basing that on, really. <laughs> Hope, probably. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He... he, he Having watched him for however many games now, 20-odd, 20, probably closer to 30, I suppose, if you include the sort of small appearances he made in the Premier League, there's not much about his game that suggests to me he's got one, he's going to get a hat full, you know, that everyone no, says. like, no. I don't think it's confidence that is like inhibited him at this point. No, I mean, no. you know, I'm sure he was confident when he signed for us. Um, look how that went. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's right in the middle of the pack for me. Like you said, I, I wouldn't be too upset if he got sold. But equally, he's a player that could probably climb up this list quite quickly. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Um, there, yeah. All right, uh, I think we're on to pick number 15 now, which is your selection. Who have you got here? I've got Moose. Okay. That's actually exactly where I had him on. Really? The, that's so, good to know because yeah. I didn't know what... I mean, I think keeping fit, he goes to number one. But, you know, <laughs> in, in what you want to keep. But in the very likely event, event that he doesn't keep fit, then he has to go. I mean, you know, yeah. he's talented player, could cause havoc if he weren't made of croissants. <laughs> croissants, <laughs> lovely. I think of a French thing in that first thing. Yeah, they're like, yeah. Um, <laughs> you just simply can't give him a deal if another big injury comes. Um yeah. I know we've got this year option on him. Uh, I think there is an argument to say that we should keep him if he can keep fit till the end of the season, but it's up in the air, isn't it? And I think the air is, the wind is blowing towards him going back to France. That was quite poetic, that. I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, that's lovely, <laughs> yeah. So you, you broke out all the analogies there. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, 15th out of 27 players. Maybe should have said that at the top, actually. There's 27 players on this list. Yeah, I, I think he... He has something that none of our other players have, and that sheer explosivity, I suppose, which we've already seen in flashes this season. But it has to just be flashes because of the fitness thing. Uh, yeah, I think I think you nailed it. If he was more not could play every game, but if he was more consistently available, he is definitely in the top five, and mm, I would yeah. be clamouring to get him a new contract right now. As you say, we've got that extra year as it is. Uh, if we if we want it, so uh, yeah, fifteen seems about right to be honest. Sixteenth, um, I'm going to go Jaden Bogle here. He was next on my list. Uh, I initially had him higher than Bulldog, and then I thought about All it right. and was like, and was like, no, nah, it doesn't make sense actually. Yeah. The, the one thing in his credit is, you know, he he was good last season. I thought he, until he got injured, and then I don't know whether we rushed him back or what, but he was one of the few bright spots in a, a sort of three-month spell where we started to get results. It was absolutely baffling that he wasn't involved at all before that. I think his first appearance was the um, the Brighton game, right, where he equalised? Yeah, that's it, yeah. because it's just December? Yeah, yeah, just never, everyone like, where is he? <laughs> Bizarre, but I, I, 
I don't see where he fits into the team. I, I would rather keep Baldock's stability if I had to pick between the two of them. Um, and so unless we're going to crowbar him in as like a, some kind of right back, uh, excuse me, right winger, or if we go back, I think if we went back to a three at the back, I'd probably rather have Bogle started because then he'd have less defensive work to do. But, uh, you know, he's, he's been in and out of the team. He hasn't really made a massive impression so far, to be honest. Uh, like you said, I, I don't think a, a, an out-and-out right back as part of a four plays to his strengths at all and probably inhibits our ability to defend as well as attack. So, yeah. 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 But he is still young. We only signed him last season. So, as a you know financial asset, I think there is some some value in him, which is why I, I've got him. Yeah, I actually had him down in 21st. Hmm. Based purely on what I said about Baldock earlier, and that one of these two has to go for me. Because I think it's just ridiculous having two right backs at this level on such high wages. But if, Bald- if we can get Baldock to go, you know, Baldock can stay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Number 17, who are you getting? Oh, do you know, I feel like I'm such an idiot saying this. <laughs> Wes Fodringham. <laughs> no! Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that puts him above some pretty well-regarded, uh, well-regarded names. Okay, what I'm saying about Fodringham is he, I, he's probably on about twenty pence a week. <laughs> um, every goalkeeper needs a third choice. <laughs> every every club needs true. a third choice goalkeeper, should I say? And I just think him being here, like I say, we'll I'll get onto other people later. Him being here is just not an issue for me. If okay. I've got another goalkeeper, have him on the bench forever. You know, Olsen's been terrible. Like people keep saying he deserves his chance. Maybe he does, but I'm, I'm far from convinced. But just let him be the the, the third choice. The you know the, the Simon Moore, if you want to, you know, for the past like three years where he played one game in three seasons, whatever he did. Come back, Simon Moore. Well, he is coming back. He's the next. He is coming back. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He'll he'll get a good hand. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Wes Fodringham as third choice is fine, but that that had him quite a lot lower down on. Uh, yeah, on the list. like I say, I, this is purely on who's who's causing. You can them. find what? a third choice goalkeeper. I mean, it, it, what's what's wrong with like Jake Eastwood, for example? Or you know, is he still around? Doing? He must be about forty five now, Jake Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Wes Fodringham is not someone I would miss if he was gone, and um, I would be major panic if he if we'd gone into this season with him as our top goalkeeper uh for whatever people think of Olsen I mean come on <laughs> I don't yeah. know what else to yeah. say uh I the only reason I, pick, I just put him in I don't want him to be near the bottom because I don't think he's causing any issues for us so just have him there you know just doing what he does it's not actively harming us is no yeah Fair that's enough. it that's it and there's some people who are actively harming us and he's not one of them so okay. <laughs> This is not in the team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. The bench. Yeah. Uh, right, next pick. This is 18 now. Uh, Ollie McBurney for me here. Mm. He's still youngish. I, yeah. I'm, out of most of this squad, I am the most convinced that if he went to another championship club, yes. he would have a good season. Yeah, uh, I'm saying exactly that. I've written that down, yeah. It doesn't look like it's happening for us at all. I still sort of believe that it could. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've got him here in eighteen. Uh, I've not been impressed with him at all over the the body of work of his time with us. Pretty much, the more he 
the more I see of him, the less impressed I am by yeah, him. Yeah, we, you, we don't see... Everything you're saying is what I've written down. I've got him in 17th. Where did you have him, sorry? Uh, I had him in 13th, but we've got him at 18 on our... Um, on right, our yeah, I had him in 17th. So... I just don't think it's going to happen for him. I just don't think it's going to happen for him. I, I fully expect him to go somewhere next season and bang in at least 15 goals, but I just think it's done here. I really do. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong. He is another player who... I could see climb this list quite significantly if we revisit it in four or five months, but uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not seeing it yet. So uh, on to nineteen. Who you got? Uh, Algeria man. Oh wow, Guardiola. Um, I don't know what he's like. He's probably on low okay. wages. Let him have a few games at the end of the season. Take it from there. Not convinced at all, but on a short term contract for a year, just to sort of Slavs man around the place again. I'm thinking about money. I don't think he'd be on big, big wages. Happy to have him just being Slav's man in the dressing room, basically. I have Guardiola as the final player on my list. Interesting. That isn't... Well, I'll get on to it later, but I just think... I'm, again, I'm thinking wages and stuff. I don't think he's... I don't think he's desperate that we get him off the books. I guess not, but uh, it's, it's just on a contract for this year, right? Yeah, he's on the contract for this year, yeah. Yeah, thank you and goodbye from me. I mean, he's injured, <laughs> he's injured for what, like another eight weeks eight or something? Weeks, so, yeah. Oh, don't uh, get me wrong. I mean, we're, up, we're very much in the in the uh, the list now where it's people like yeah, you saying goodbye. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we absolutely are in that region. But you're making sure. me put him in order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I just wanted to mention that, yeah, I had him 27th out of 27th. I don't see what value he brings to us at all. Like, you know, if he wasn't playing... In those times before he was injured, like what's going on? Why why is he here? Is he just the voice in the dressing room? Uh, I'm sure he's not on much money, but he is also 35, I think. You know, I, I just I, I wouldn't want yeah, him to I be here next season. That just I feels don't like think a block. He's going to be good for us at all. I just think in a short term contract, there's players who I'd like to see leave more, yeah. if you know what I mean. But yeah, fair enough. That is that is what we are ranking by. But uh, yeah. I'd be disappointed if he was here next season and blocking the path of somebody like. Yeah, that's fair. For that's example. fair. Uh, okay, uh, number twenty now. So we're into the final eight players. Uh, I have this pick, and I'm really curious where you've where you've gone gone for this player. John Fleck for me yes. can be at number twenty. I had him at fourteen actually, so he was he was a fair bit higher on my list. Uh, I had him ahead of Ollie Norwood, actually. Interesting. Um, I had him at 18. Okay, so we're in a similar kind of region. But I, I just feel with Fleck, like, even when he's bad, he still has the potential to do to affect the game. He can yeah, have, like, yeah. a bad game overall, but he could give he you He put one... a great through ball in for Sharp on uh, Saturday, in fairness to him. He had a terrible game. And then a nice lifted, lofted through ball to Sharp where Sharp should have scored. Uh, another one you mean, yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like mm. his his baseline, when he has a bad game, he still has the potential to create a chance, to get a good shot in, something like that. So yeah, I had him at 14 out of 27. I, I he definitely falls into the category of player that I'm okay with him leaving now, assuming we have a replacement coming in, obviously. Mm. Um, but equally, I mean, I, I feel like he could still offer us a fair bit going forward. So, yeah, that's that's why he sits down at number 20 for me. Yeah, I think he may still have it in him to play for another championship club. He probably needs a new start like so many of them. I imagine he's one of the better players, paid players at the club. And he's just not delivering. He's delivering his past 30. Anyone comes in, yeah, sell. This is why I put Guardiola above him, purely because I don't think he's draining money out of us, whereas I think Fleck, with the performances we're getting from him, he's taking a lot of money out of the club. Mm, fair enough. 21, who you got? 
Oh, God. I mean, you've already picked West Fodderingham at 17. Like, yeah, well, it's the other guy, Verrett. Oh, wow. He isn't going to play for us again. <laughs> you you love honest. a backup goalkeeper, you. I know. Well, I just, I, I don't, again, whatever I said about Fodderingham, say it about Verrett. He's not as vital as we get him out of the box, but he's literally a waste of space. <laughs> he's sort of, he's never going to play for us again. Um, so on that basis, yeah, get him out. But again, I, I imagine he's on minuscule wages, this guy. Yeah, uh, similar to what I said about Fodderingham, uh, I had him. He is the second last pick on, yeah. my, on my thing. Um, again, I'm talking, you know, third choice, not even backup for this guy, I suppose, below Fodderingham. But third yeah, and a I, half again, choice. I, I, the, the final choices for me are mainly players who I want to get out of the club so we can invest one of their wages on someone else. I think mm. you get rid of Eric, you he's just yeah, you you're probably gonna get nothing basically. So Yeah, that's I, I, I see the logic there. But uh woof, that's that's such a slight on some of these other players. So the next the next person on my list, this is now number twenty two on our draft order, is Ender Stevens, who presumably, based on what you just said, falls into the category of uh they are actively harming our club I, I having think them here is. at this point. I'd have been twenty fourth. Um, mm. I think some players are just finished at this club. For instance, I still think Norwood could go somewhere else and do a job. I think McBurney could do a job somewhere. Bruce will probably get goals if he went somewhere in the championship. I think it's a genuine shout to say Stevens is done as a championship player, to be honest. I think mm. he's only ever played left-back properly at League 2 before this season. Obviously played wing-back for us under Wilder. He's 31. I imagine he's one of the higher-paid players at the club because of how good he was in that Premier League season when he got his contract. Yeah. This is a player who is not delivering and at all. I mean, like you said, Fleck can still do some things. He, like that ball I was talking about, he's had a couple of good games. Stevens has not had a game for, good game for two seasons now, two years straight. And he'll be on big, big money, I think, for championship level. I Yeah, I, I, it even gets to the point where you think, do you pay him off? Is that going to cost us less in the long run? I don't know, but probably not. Mm. But yeah, I think he's finished. Yeah, well, we... So he, we've picked him at twenty-two. I had him at nineteen. So it's pretty much, pretty much the region mm. I, I had him in on my list as well. So yeah, everything you said, I, uh, I completely echo. Uh, it's, I believe it's your pick now. So we're on to twenty-three. The final five. Who's who slits at twenty-three for you? Max Lowe. Um, mm-hmm. Somehow okay. it looks like he's one of our more valuable assets now. <laughs> Forest fans love him. I think sell him. No brainer. If they want, mm. if they want him. I don't know whether you want to get him to pay a fee or whatever. We're desperate to rebuild a squad. We've got a player here who seems as wanted elsewhere. We don't want him. Get his wages off the books. Yeah, I'm good with that. He's uh, I had him slightly below end of Stevens on my own list. So, uh, did, which order did you have them in, actually? On I had slow above simply because, as I said, I don't think he'd be on as much money as Stevens, and he's younger than Stevens. And I do, I do think Stevens is genuinely done at this yeah. level. I think there's still an argument that low he's obviously playing well at Forest so he is more valuable to us yeah yeah true cash that in if we can I agree uh, yeah. 24 I've got Luke Freeman here I had him at 25 so yeah so this is a player that could climb this list but again it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen at all he's obviously dealing with an injury at the moment uh, the couple of appearances he has made this season he hasn't particularly shone he's been here for three seasons now and we've seen Sweet FA from him, haven't we? Obviously, we spent some time on uh, injured on loan at Forest last yeah, season. Yeah. You know, and we did ask him to jump up from the Championship to the Premier League, but 
We never used him. No, he never no. he never forced his way into the side with his appearances in like as a, a cameo appearances or as no. or as uh, a sub. I don't see where he fits in this team. I, I, no, I, I, no. Theoretically, I'm sure he did this for QPR. You played like a wide left role. He did. Like as a, yeah. I, 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 on, the, and... on the way to Blackburn, actually, we sat on a train. There were a couple of QPR fans we sat with, and they were like, how's he getting on, Luke? How's Luke Free? Brilliant for us, Luke Free. And it's like, rubbish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I, I just I, I think it's just done here, to be honest. Uh, yeah, well, like, all I've got on my notes is high wages, in his 30s, never fit, never done anything, don't seem to fit the system, bad signing. I think he'll drift down the leagues, to be honest, once he leaves us. I, I, I think he's done. I think his injuries alone will mean that most championship clubs will refrain from taking a risk on him. It's, it, it screams undisclosed transfer to Hull or Peterborough in January yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah. On yeah. the last day of the, uh, of the transfer window. And undisclosed means zero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's it. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Gutted. I, I was so excited when we signed him. Uh, and... I didn't think he was this bad at all. I thought maybe the step up the Premier League, obviously you never know who's going to step up, but he seemed a, a, a logical signing that if he came back down, he's always one of the better players in the Championship. But mm-hmm. judging by his time at Forest last season and what we've seen this season, I think his best days are well behind him, to be honest. I think so. What if I, I've done something wrong here? Have, have I missed a player? I've got three you... players left. Have I got? F- oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I've not. Uh, I've not blocked blocked out Verips's name because I was so shocked that he picked him as high as he did. Yeah, and like <laughs> I say, people were, it would just if you're just half listing. This is not my favourite players in order or something. These are players I want to get rid of for, for other reasons a lot of the time. So yeah, fair enough. Right. Well, bot, bottom three then. Who's uh, who's who's just in the relegation zone? Pick number twenty five. Who are you going? Soul is the, the the old favourite Jackie Long throw. <laughs> Jackie Long throw. Now, when it, when I when we did this initially, uh, privately, I suppose I uh, yeah. I was scrambling because I told you that I had twenty eight players on my list. Yeah, and... I only had twenty seven players, and I'm like, I can't figure this twenty eight. So, if you want to reveal what you did, <laughs> yeah. So you sent you sent me a randomised version of your list so that it, it wouldn't be spoiled. And I was I had there like I had both windows open on like two two windows open basically, and I was just like, which what the hell? How have we got which player have I got that you haven't? And then I realised. I had Jack Robinson twice on my list, which is is too too many, unfortunately. Too too, too many. Yeah. yeah. The only reason he's not bottom realistically is because his wages are lower than other people. I'm going to pick out, but he's out of contract, Probably. so he will be gone. Do you uh, know the his wages season. are low? I think he'll be lower wages than the other two um, who I've got on this list. But we'll we'll talk about this. Um, but yeah, I think wages wise, I don't think he'll be on loads of wages. Um, nowhere near good enough. He should leave, but I think. You know he's gonna leave. You know he's not, he's he's probably gonna leave one next season. Yep, I think you should leave, Jack Robinson. Yeah, yeah. completely. Uh, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> the the second entry of Jack Robinson on my list was, uh, <laughs> was at twenty three. Yeah, uh, God, God knows what he was doing in twenty one at one stage on this. I think uh, I think I must have realised that was a big mistake and then forgot to delete the mistake. So <laughs> yeah, uh, like you, uh, just I. I I just don't see any point in him continuing to be in the squad. He's still on the bench, right? He's still, He's still on, the on the bench. He's still on the bench. He should be nowhere near that bench. But yeah, mm. he does. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks and goodbye. Although not really thanks for anything either. Thanks for the, uh, the nickname and a couple of long throws. Yeah. 
<laughs> two seasons ago. Give us an escape go earlier on in the season as well, where we thought, if we only got Jack Robinson out of the team, we'd be all right. <laughs> yeah, well, we were for a little bit. and I yeah. know, uh, oh, actually, he was still playing when we started doing well, wasn't he? And uh, he played against the people. Get him back. Yeah, Get him back in. <laughs> uh, right, so I've got the penultimate pick to leave you with the yes. final one. Uh, I've got Ollie Burke at 26 out of 27. Purely because maybe one day he could do something. He's still only 24. I, I could see us. By the way, I just like to say. Okay, yeah. I could see us getting something for him from a League One team. Maybe you know, like I'm talking hundreds of thousands of pounds. Maybe we end up subsidising his wages or something. I'm sure he'd tear up League One just as he uh, would supposedly tear up the yeah. Championship. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, he's bottom two for a reason. Uh, yeah. there's, there's no point in being here. He literally offers nothing, um, his wages. He offers nothing other than loud clothes and, uh, <laughs> and, and comedy. He's like he's like a fast he's like a fast chubby brown. <laughs> fast, loud less clothes. racist chubby brown. Yeah, funny. Yeah, well, I say funny. He's, he's, he's one of that sort of, yeah, whatever. But, yeah, he's he's it's never going to make here anyway. I'd be surprised anyway. Yeah, no chance. I mean, we, we by all accounts, tried to shift him in uh, the last transfer window, didn't we? So, uh, yeah, I think he will be gone uh, yeah. next um, in the next window, which leaves just one player. Uh, if we've done this right, it is the mm. same player. Please tell me it's uh, Connor Hurahan. Connor Hurahan, who I'd second to last. Um, I think yeah. he's a waste of wages. I think he's played two games. He can't display, display, yeah, display. Mm. Come on, displace. <laughs> is it displace? Is that the word? Yeah. Uh, if if you mean like moving someone out of the team. Yeah, display. It didn't sound right when yeah. I said it. Sorry, displace. One of the least effective midfields in the league. Um, mm. I feel with Norwood and Fleck. I think I think we said it at the time. Like I think we never were had high hopes for this guy. I think it was a really lazy, poor, panic by signing on the last like weekend of the, the transfer window. Everything we didn't need, slow week, well past his... I suppose he fits in. <laughs> <laughs> he fits in with the rest of the lads, but everything that we didn't need, uh, and he's here and he can't get you know he can't get into the team above two players who are performing really poorly. So, yeah, send him back. This is on about next season, obviously, this list. I'd mm-hmm. send him back in January if possible. Yeah, uh and uh, uh, if Brunt's not going to get in this team, he is never going to. As in, like, be part of this squad yep. for the second half of the season. Uh, it's it's not going to happen for him. Here. No, like that, that's bad. just his yeah. his level is clearly below the championship. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I haven't seen very much of Brunt. What I have seen hasn't made me go like, oh, he definitely needs to be involved in the first team, but. Yeah, if uh, if he can't offer more than Hurahan is offering, then um, yeah, this I'm not. I certainly don't think he's been our worst. If we were doing player ratings this season, I don't think Hurahan is is absolutely at the bottom. It's just no, no. Would I, I want us to sign him? If, if no. people haven't been paying attention, they might be thinking there's bigger, worse players than him, and there has been. But yeah, again, he's taking a wage, and he and he's not not even involved. Whatever you think about Fleck and Norwood, at least they're getting in the team and they're, you know, they're doing something to to earn yeah. the wage. Uh, mm-hmm. Urahan's just literally offered us nothing. And I don't think he will because I think he's another player who's passed his best. Yeah, the bottom five in our ranking are all players signed in... No, actually, Freeman was signed a couple of seasons ago, I suppose, but uh, it's, it's not good. Let me run through the, uh, the final listing there just to finish yeah. off. 
Thanks, everyone, who's uh, stuck with us through this yeah, one. Uh, yeah. That was fun, actually. I, I did enjoy that. I enjoyed it. Uh... It's depressing, but enjoy it. I mean, so was Joy Division, and I like them as well. So <laughs> I was literally listening to Joy Division just before we started this podcast. That, that, like... And that excellent soundtrack to this, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here is the draft in order from most important to uh, please lose immediately. Illiman and Jai at number one, Billy Sharp, Daniel Jebison, John Egan, George Baldock, Sander Berg, Ben Osborne, David McGoldrick, Jack O'Connell, Ben Davis completing the top ten, Reese Norrington Davis, Chris Basham, Ollie Norwood, Rianne Brewster, Lise Mousset, Jaden Bogle, Wes Fodringham, Ollie McBurney, Adlin Guadiora, into the twenties, John Fleck, Michael Verrips, Ender Stevens, Max Lowe, Luke Freeman, Jack Robinson, Ollie Burke, Connor Hurahan. Feel uh, I feel pretty okay with how that list. Is yeah, taken shape. and like I said, it, obviously the shocks for me there are the, are the two goalkeepers and, and Algeria man. But uh, again, I think I'm looking at it as if we got rid of Freeman, it let's say tomorrow for some reason Freeman, Burke, Hurahan, Stevens, McBurney, Jackie Longfrow all said right, we're leaving the club. You're rubbing your hands because you're thinking that's sick, really good championship wages we freed up there. The reason I've gone like for Guardiola and that to stay is because them leaving is not going to change anything, really. Where I don't know if you've uh, got the list in front of you here, but yeah. um, where would you draw the line between uh, I want to keep this player and I'm all right with you leaving at the top? Oh. For me, I'd go... It's really difficult. I'd go, I'd go Jebison, I think. Uh, so I, I would slide it down to number three. So that basically says there are yeah. three players that I would yeah. be really disappointed yeah. if they yeah. went in I, next I'll, season. I'm happy with that. I think, for instance, you're looking at Osborne, for instance, and you're thinking, yeah, it could be all right for his next season, a backup player. But if you find out, oh, Forrester signed him, you're thinking, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a must-keep for me. If I like him a lot. If you see Basham but... go and, and Didzy go in for different reasons, just because of what they mm. a bit like Wilder, you know, just because of the memories you've got of them. But logically, it does make sense for them to go. So, yeah, I'm with you, actually, yeah. What about play? Where, whereabouts do you draw the line between players I'm all right with leaving and players I actively do not want to be here next season? Um, I probably Where, where were Fleck on this list? Because I've not got it's it in order. Tw- it's a number 20, which, yeah, it goes... So, so just to give you the last few. It goes Fodringham, McBurney, Guadiora, Fleck, Verrips, Stevens, Lowe, Freeman, Robinson, etc. Yeah, if all those go, I'll sort of... I won't be jumping for joy, but at the same time, I'd be sort of, yeah, obviously. <laughs> you yeah. know, if we can get rid of those those players, I think we're, we're in for a better season next season. Yeah, fair enough. All right, that was good bit of a longer podcast than the last few so yeah i do big thanks to everyone who uh, who did stick with it uh it's the international break which means there's no football now for a bit. once again <laughs> looking forward to the international breaks <laughs> oh no dear me where is our uh so coventry's on tv isn't it is it a what, saturday is it? kickoff or a i think Sunday? it's our 12th kickoff saturday i think oh, that's absolute Absolute dogger, that, isn't it? That's uh, 10 days away, yeah, Saturday the 20th. I don't like with that because I can get yeah. the match out of the way and then have a couple of drinks watching the, the, the teams who can actually play football, like, on TV. So. Yeah, big big game, that one. Coventry, well, big game in terms of tough game. Coventry fourth in the league. Only, oh, yeah, uh, I'm fully expecting a, a, a at least a draw or defeat, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> that sounds awful, but, I, yeah, that's me. That's my being honest. <laughs> Indeed. Well, we'll uh, we'll get on to that next week. Probably we'll preview the uh, the Coventry game and, uh, and I guess, the performances of our international players because there's still a few of them, aren't they? Brewster's mm. on uh, international duty. The Irish lads are out there, aren't they? Playing, yeah. Uh, yeah. Playing proper football. Um, nice. All right, mate. Well, what, uh, what do you want to plug before we finish off? 
Um, I've got no, I've got got no view froms. I've got nowhere. Uh, I've got no view froms. Obviously, other than the Blackburn one, which to be fair, their fans were just basically, God, how bad were they? <laughs> Um, After they lost 7-0 in week. Exactly, yeah. They were just saying it's an awful division um, if they're six, basically. Um, and, yeah, we've got uh, the Maidley Goodnight Sweetheart episode is out now and we'll have a new one out probably on Saturday. Paul Sykes. If you know who Paul Sykes is, I'm sure you'll be interested in listening. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely stuff. All right, mate. Uh, any any other thoughts, final words? All, all covered? I'll take you. you. don't want to talk about Blackburn ever again, presumably. No, let's not talk about that again. I'd like to not talk about these players again, if possible, but I don't think it's going to be the case. <laughs> well, so. let's, uh, <laughs> let's hope come January this, this list starts to get whittled down because some of these mm. names definitely do need, uh, do need moving on if we're going to go anywhere, which is... Uh, a sorry state of affairs, but uh, the, sooner, the sooner everyone realises that, the better, I suppose, for uh, yeah. for all parties. So there we go. What a, a lovely way to end that. But that was fun. I enjoyed it. So uh, hopefully everyone else listening got something out of it as well. Uh, yeah, check out Living With Maidley. That is Andrew's podcast. Get that wherever you uh, you got this one. Uh, follow Andrew at Panchero on Twitter. Check out the views at roysviewfrom.com. Follow me at BladesPod. And uh, yeah, I think that's it, mate. Thanks to everyone for listening. And thank you, as always, for your own time and effort. It is very much appreciated. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you. Massive thanks to Andrew, as always. Big thanks to yourself for listening. Quick shout out to John Boyington and grandson. Really appreciate you listening to the podcast. And just before I finish up for this episode, let me just tell you about NordPass. So security and speed are two of the things I prioritize when I'm online. And that is why I use a password manager. NordPass is brought to you by the cybersecurity experts who built NordVPN. Also a friend of the podcast. If you were listening earlier, you will have heard me mention them. NordPass. Pass themselves are used by more than 14 million users worldwide, and it is everything that I am looking for in a password manager. Stores all my passwords in one place. It's accessible with just a single master password. It can also generate new ultra-secure passwords at the click of a button. NordPass's autofill feature also helps me log in much more quickly to whatever site that I am using. Basically, NordPass boosts my online security. It also makes using the internet easier. Never again do I need to spend ages trying to remember a password or faff around with a complicated procedure of resetting one. I swear I used to spend a really disturbing amount of time trying to do this. NordPass is offering a great deal this month to BladesPod listeners. That is yourself, of course. You get 50% off NordPass if you sign up at nordpass.com slash bladespod. Or use the promo code BladesPod when you sign up. So that's 50% off plus an additional month absolutely free. Head to nordpass.com, N-O-R-D, pass.com, slash BladesPod now and boost your own online security. That is it for this episode. Thanks for sticking with us. Really do appreciate it. We'll be back in uh, a week or so. Thanks again.